This the remix. Whether the situation is great or not, I, that's okay. People can say whatever they want. I know what I've put on film. I know the things that I've been able to accomplish. And I still want more. There's still more. And I want to do it here. I don't want to do it anywhere else. I've said it over and over again. I, I'd probably quit football if I had to play for somebody else. You know, I am a Raider for my entire life. I'm going to root for one team for the rest of my life. And uh, it's the Raiders. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is The Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. You want to know what I just did? Looked up college fight songs, I think. Yeah, you were you were spouting a lot of fight songs over there. I thought the show was over. I put really? my head, I put is my headphones away. I just started asking you, you questions. I got to record stuff after the show. I was asking Danny, "You want to record it now?" I thought the show. I don't know what happened. I thought the show was over. I was wondering why he was talking about that. I was like, "Hold on, we got to come back from break." Well, we're off Monday. You're taking that early weekend. I was taking an extra hour <laughs> too. Apparently, just the front desk closes early, not the shows. Oh, man. <laughs> I think Ed just ripping off the TCU fight song was like, that's clearly <laughs> something we do at 945. So, I don't know. What were the ones that you just you just well, The Alabama one was weird. So Ole Miss, it, well, Ole Miss is hottie toddy gosh almighty. Who the hell are we? Flim flam, bim bam. Ole Miss, my damn. Very stupid. Um, <laughs> Alabama's, I don't know their whole one, but at some point it is rammer jammer, yellow hammer, give them hell, Alabama, which doesn't even rhyme. Uh, but I'm, I don't know why, but it appears as though at some point long ago, college football teams in the South all came up with, we need gibberish that rhymes. And that sing, will be with um, among our fight songs. To sing as a fight song. Because Ole Miss has it, Alabama has it, TCU has, what did you say, Riff Raff? Riff Raff Boomba? <laughs> here it is, here it is, hold on. Yeah, no. Riff Raff, Riff Ram Bazoo. <laughs> And I think you hold, you know, you hold the fingers up for uh, the horn frogs. Riff Ram Bazoo. So at some point, give long them hell ago, TCU. There was just, hey, we need gibberish to yell before give them hell. Yeah, TCU, Alabama, or Ole Miss. So I'm I'm reading the Alabama fight song, and I love that they they call out two teams, and they mention that they won a Rose Bowl in their fight song. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Like the 1942 Rose Bowl or something something like like that. that. Haven't been back because the SEC doesn't get to play in the Rose Bowl. So why not? Be great. The Uh, TCU fight song. Yeah, purple. Yeah, white. Yeah, frogs. (laughs) Fight, fight. (laughs) Yeah, purple. Yeah, white. Yeah, frogs. Fight, fight. Hey, I'm singing it now. I want them to win. (laughs) I want them to trash talk Georgia. It'd be great. All of it's going to be phenomenal. It's fantastic. Go teach the Bulldogs to behave. Send the Yellow Jackets to a watery grave. And if a man starts to weaken, that's a shame. That's That's Alabama? That's in the middle of their fight song. So they're coming after Georgia and Georgia Tech? I guess so. That's pretty good. Yeah. Georgia Tech. Uh, They were in the SEC, I believe. And now you got to go back and change that that baby. They're non-existent. Uh, The funniest stat in SEC history is that Sewanee has more SEC titles than Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. There's a few other schools on there. Georgia Tech left the SEC in 1964. Yeah. Sewanee was in there at one point too and uh, has won an SEC championship at one point and Ole Miss has never done that. They've never won an SEC championship? No. (laughs) Wow. So uh, yeah, that's uh, very fun. Um, now, on the Raiders, 
They need a fight song where they get to say something more ridiculous than the Autumn Wind song. We need Jason Fitz to come up with just some gibberish for 10 minutes to be their fight song. Um, do either of you think Derek Carr would retire? I'm going to go back to what I've said from the beginning. I don't know how much it would be, but I cannot believe he'd leave as much money on yeah. the table as he would receive from somewhere else. So, I just don't believe it. Uh, Q was on with Jason Fitz yesterday, and he said he thinks Derek Carr retires, that he doesn't think Derek Carr plays somewhere else. Carr has given that quote a couple of times. Oh, yeah, he, about, said it, he said it a few times. I'd rather retire than play somewhere that's not. With the Raiders. The Raiders. I'm I'm with you, and I think there's two reasons. One is the money, right? He's could end up being guaranteed $40 million if he's mm-hmm. on the roster after those three days, whether it's the Raiders roster, he gets traded somewhere, whatever. But even if he doesn't, if he gets cut, he's signing as a free agent somewhere, yeah. and he's a good enough quarterback that he's going to make I mean, I think he'll probably sign for $25 million per year at least, right? So it's it's not like he's going to sign for $6 million. No. He's going to be talking about $20-plus million and maybe more than that if he signs as a free agent. So very easily. And the other part of this, he's 31. It's hard to imagine him not being good enough to get $25 million a year over the next four seasons, right, of the way quarterbacks get yeah. paid now. Like, he could easily be turning down $100 million. Bucks. And if he's any good... More. Be another hundred million dollars, right? So, like, to me, the money side of it, there's. I know he's made a lot of money, but that's. I don't know. To me, that just would seem stupid to turn that down. But the other part, and this is where the whole uh, competitor football player thing is, like Josh Jacobs being like, "I want to play. I don't care about my contract and all that." I have to imagine getting benched for the last two games this year, and Derek Carr's. Um, probably it's probably the accurate look at himself. He's not the biggest problem that the Raiders have, right? They have had other problems, not just this year, but his entire career. I have to imagine he's kind of pissed off and there's got to be some level of Derek Carr. Who's like, Oh, you want to bench me. You don't want to bring me back for next season. Okay. I'm going to go somewhere else and I'm going to, Prove you wrong. I'm going to go want be a good quarterback. The last game to be that Pittsburgh game, and that too. You know, <laughs> your career is ah, cold weather through three picks, and yeah. Kenny Pickett was better than me. I I just think, even though not every person or every even every football player is programmed the way Josh Jacobs is apparently programmed to just say I'm playing football, I have to imagine there's part of Derek Carr that's like that ended so poorly. I need to prove Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, Mark Davis wrong. Well, we said it yesterday. I said understanding, so maybe he understood the decision based on the contract, but there's no chance he was happy about it. Oh. Zero. Yeah. Zero chance that he accepted it in a way that Josh McDaniels intimated to the media. Yeah. Zero. There, so, uh, Vic Tafer wrote this yesterday, and I think this will be the fourth and fifth games he misses. Yeah, he's only missed three, and they're all in an injury. Right, and it's the first time, obviously, not with an injury. Like, as as much as we can be critical of Derek Carr, and there's plenty of reasons as to why you shouldn't bring Carr back next year, or whatever. One of the best things about Derek Carr is he always is he's always playing. Mm-hmm. He's always there. You're never in the Titan situation like they were, or the Ravens situation where where's our starting quarterback? Oh, he's hurt. That's like almost never been an issue. Obviously, he missed a playoff game because he was hurt, and that's a pretty big one to miss. But he's basically always there. Even what was it two years ago when he had the was it hamstring, groin injury? And we were like, ah, just play Mariota in here. Derek Carr was back right. to play. That. He's always available. So 
I have to imagine there's the monetary side where you could, you're essentially, if you retire, turning down $100 million that you'll probably make in your career, if not more. And there's also the element of, I got to prove to Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, Mark that they Taylor, made a mistake that I'm, that I'm a good quarterback right. and whatever Tampa Bay, the jets, the steel, whatever team it is. If Derek Carr can go to another team. And even if he's not the reason, if he can be the quarterback of a team that goes to the playoffs while the Raiders go six and 11 next year, he probably won't say anything publicly, but he'll get to look around and say, yeah, look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Like even even if I even if I lose the playoff game, look at you. You're six even and eleven. The playoffs and you're six and eleven. And I'm here in Tampa, wherever, and in the playoffs. Like I have to imagine there's some motivation there that Derek Carr doesn't actually. I don't think retire. he'd retire. Yeah. So I'd be shocked if he did. Um, but I guess it is technically an option because he's said it. Like it's not. We're not just pulling this out. He's the one that he's, said. He's said this more than once. Right. So technically, it's an option. What if he? doesn't play again, but they move him to a coach. Who moves him to a coach? Did, did you have bad ideas yesterday and decide you wanted to come up with even worse ones? <laughs> Why not? Who Cowboys did, you, did it with Kellen what, Moore. What he was terrible at quarterback. They make? made him a quarterback coach. But Kellen, Kellen Moore wasn't the starter for nine years right. and, and, and the face of the franchise. He was a guy who... So why like would that said, be he a bad idea if they say, hey, you know... Because I think he would think it's a horrible idea. I don't think he'd ever want to coach. If he does anything, it's going to be kind of on the preaching side of things, which he's, which he does now. Right. I'm not claiming I know Derek Carr, but I feel like the next thing he coaches in his life are his sons playing right. whatever sport they're going to play first. T-ball, probably. Isn't that normally the first thing kids soccer, play? T-ball. Soccer. 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 T-ball. Oh, what a night. I've been to one of my brother's kids' soccer's game when they were like four or five. Oh. It's the least amount oh. of athleticism you need. What a disaster. No that coordination. Was. Just Short field? running kick. Oh, tiny field. Tiny yeah. field. It's like the size of this yeah. room. Running yeah. kick. I don't think the ball got kicked in the 30 minutes that I watched him play. <laughs> just a bunch of ankles and shins. Right. They just run around like, oh, there's a ball? Just thought we got to run on this field for Ripping 30 minutes. four-year-olds for soccer. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> don't go watch that. It's a nightmare. That's the next thing Derek Carr coaches. Yeah. Daddy, what is wrong with you? <laughs> hey, I think it's a good idea. You should be the next quarterback coach for the Raiders. Ugh. This is You mean after this year without going to play somewhere else? If he does in fact retire because he's not gonna play for the Raiders. They just benched him. You think he's gonna be on McDaniel's staff? Crazy things happen <laughs> all the time. Here's the amazing thing. This you is guys not were just talking a, about TCU. I am a winning. huge TCU fan now, and I, I, I and more I and more. The more you say TCU things, the more I believe TCU is going to win this game. I want Jared Stidham, 26 years old. He's never been a starter in the NFL. He has thrown 61 passes though. Josh McDaniel said they want to take a look at Stidham. Whatever. What does Jared Stidham look like as a starter this week against the 49ers? I think he doesn't look as good as he did in the preseason when he was undefeated. <laughs> like, the Raiders are about to play a game against the best defense in the NFL, and Jarrett Stidham is the quarterback. If I didn't know better, I would say McDaniels is sabotaging Jarrett Stidham's well, NFL career. This whole idea, not that it made any sense or was ever true, about wanting to see a younger guy. If anyone knows what they have in Jarrett Stidham, it's McDaniels and right. Ziegler. They brought, I mean, they brought him, him in, him picked him, him from New England. They, they like, know everything about him. They're like, let's give up some draft capital to get Jarrett yeah. Stidham over here. They know everything about Jared Stidham. Yeah. So he's starting at quarterback for the Raiders. And uh, does he does he look like Joshua Dobbs last night? 
Is that what uh, we're getting? Twenty no. of thirty-nine for two something with a pick and a touchdown. I think that'd be overshooting it. Yeah, uh, you guys don't, don't think he looks. I don't that think. Good. I don't think he's throwing for two thirty. And no. I mean, if they're losing most of the game, he might throw it forty yeah. times like Dobbs did. I mean, Dobbs completed twenty passes for two thirty. It's not like right. he right. completed sixteen for two thirty. Um, I will laugh uh, a lot on Sunday if either a the Raiders beat the 49ers with Jarrett Stidham playing relatively well, or B, Devontae Adams has a monster game. Like Stidham is just like, I'm throwing to this guy. And Every he time. Is, he is getting 17 targets, and they're actually catchable, and he catches 13 of them for 194 yards. That will be hilarious. Unfortunately, Brock Purdy won't let that happen. He's got to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, so he's going to make sure his defense <laughs> steps up. By the way, at William We Hill, are going to break. At, at I don't William want to hear, Hill by right the now, way, about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is the number three candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Bischoff's briefs is up next. Coming up in 20 minutes or so, we got tickets to go see the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers in January. Stay tuned for that. Bischoff's briefs today. Here's a, I'll let you guys answer the question to start. Maybe I don't want to hear Danny's answer, but I'll give him a shot. Here. Oh, I'll have a great answer. Who would you rather have at quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr? Danny, you want to take it? I got an answer. I really don't have an answer. The guy I think <laughs> will be the quarterback next year, Jimmy G. You think Garoppolo is I think the Raiders Garoppolo, quarterback? I think I, Garoppolo is the Raiders quarterback. I will say, though, the I think it was Tuesday when Jared put out the poll about that. I said, get Jimmy G. I, I will think he's say their quarterback next year. All right, Ed, it will not be Jimmy Garoppolo because Danny is on board with it being Jimmy Garoppolo. So <laughs> I like Jimmy G here. If they can't get the trade to go through for Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Exactly. That's the number one option. <laughs> and the fallback is Jimmy G. If the Vikings say no to the two players on offense that are taking them to the NFC North title, uh, they'll go to Jimmy Garoppolo. So. I believe Derek Carr is better than Jimmy Garoppolo in the same way that like the number 97 is higher than the number 96. Like they're very close. There's not a big difference between them. So, but I do think Carr is probably a little bit better. If I was just straight up picking between the two of them drafting on the playground, I'm going to take Carr before Jimmy Garoppolo, but I don't think there's a significant difference, which means if you're deciding on which of those two quarterbacks you'd rather have, the cost to acquire said quarterback is significant. And if you look at Derek Carr, obviously not the Raiders because they could just bring him back after benching him. But if you look at Derek Carr, any other team in the league, how do you get him? You potentially have to trade for him, which means you potentially have to give up draft assets. And it might be a first-round pick. And then you've got to pay him $33 million next season, plus there's seven and a half guaranteed for the following year as well. So the cost to acquire Derek Carr is pretty high. Jimmy Garoppolo, however, will be a free agent after this season. He is hurt at the moment, so that might factor into which one you'd rather have as well. But Jimmy Garoppolo will be a free agent at the end of the season, which means... You don't have to trade for him. You don't have to give up any draft capital. To and you don't Jimmy have to Garoppolo. give him $33 million a year. I am curious to see what he will get, uh, but there's a very good chance it's less than $33 million a year. Now, 
Carr could end up getting released. Carr could be a free agent as well, and it could be a very similar situation. So there is a chance that Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo both cost the same to acquire for any other team in the NFL. But as of right now, it's much cheaper to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's the one I would go with. Even though I think Carr is a little bit better, I'm going with the one that doesn't cost me as much to acquire. If I can sign Jimmy Garoppolo for a... 25? Right, $25 million a year. And Carr, I've got to give up a first-round pick and pay him 33 Give me Jimmy Garoppolo. Every single time, that's a much better way to build a roster. Now, second question for both of you. One of them's been very close. Can you win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback? With this Raiders defense? No, neither of them. Can any team in the league win with Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr as well, the quarterback? They got close in Frisco. They did. Yeah, they, they got did. really close in Frisco. Yeah. Closer than these guys have been. I think what you're looking at, it, in, in both situations, Carr and uh, Garoppolo, you are looking at um, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. The, those well, three teams yes. and their team success, that's kind of... Where you have, where you can be with Garoppolo, Carr. I think all those quarterbacks are sort of in the same group, right? You can argue who's better than who, but I think those are all sort of the same level of quarterback. The Rams just won the Super Bowl with Stafford, yeah, Stafford, right? They the had Niners, an incredible team around them. Though. Niners have been close with Garoppolo. Garoppolo. The Titans, it's not been a good division, but they've been the best team in their division with pretty Tannehill. much the entire time Tannehill has been there. And the Vikings this year are winning their division. But there's a couple of keys to that. The first one. Your team has to be awesome around them, around the quarterback. Yeah. Right. How did the Rams win the Super Bowl? They had th- the best roster in the league last year. If you eliminated quarterbacks and just talked about everything else, Rams had the best roster yep. in the league last season. How were the 49ers close with Garoppolo? And how are the 49ers still good now with Brock Purdy? The rest of that team is the defense is incredible. Right. The Titans, they haven't been excellent, but they've compared to the rest of their division, they've been excellent. And the, the other key, what the Vikings are doing this year. The Vikings don't necessarily have an unbelievable roster. It's a good roster, but it's not like the Niners or the Rams last year. But what are the Vikings doing? They're winning every single close game they yeah. play in, right? Like every game, six or points or less, they've won. So you need a really good roster, and then you also need some close game luck. You need right. to be the team that's, you don't have to be 11 and 0 like the Vikings are, but you need to be the team that's 9 and 3 in one score games or whatever it is. And if you get those two things, you can win the Super Bowl with Stafford, with Carr, with Cousins, with Garoppolo, with Tannehill, and there's probably some other guys you can throw into that mix as well. So I think you can win the Super Bowl. But what that means, if you're trading for Carr or signing Carr or if you're signing Garoppolo, you should only do that if your roster is damn near perfect and you just have a bad quarterback. Okay, but... The Raiders are not damn near perfect. Not even close. They're not even close to that. But with adding Garoppolo and dropping Carr, I mean, I'm looking at his contract right now. Garoppolo this year is seven million. Right. You even bump that up to twenty, you're saving thirteen million from Carr and twenty million the following season. That's a lot of people you can get. It's like one or good people you can get. One good player. Thirteen it's one good player or two decent contracts. It'll be a step up. It will be, but it's not. And it's why I would take Garoppolo over Carr. But it's still not enough for this team. Because the the Raiders aren't a quarterback and one other player away from winning the Super Bowl. 
Probably not. The Raiders are a four. The Raiders are a quarterback, three offensive linemen, probably a defensive tackle, maybe an edge rusher if Chandler Jones isn't any good, and two defensive backs away from even being able to talk about contending for the Super Bowl. That's just getting you in the conversation. You need like three more players on top of that to have a legitimate shot. So the 13 million, it roster is going to be better, but it's still not enough for this team, which is why like Ed thinks it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. And it might end up being because McDaniels isn't going to probably tank the season, but I think it would be really, really stupid to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it would be a very dumb decision for the Raiders to go with Jimmy Garoppolo because what are they next year with Jimmy Garoppolo? And let's say they spend 13 million and sign a really good defensive tackle. They're not even a playoff team. Well, would you go after defensive tackle first or would you try and fix the secondary? Whatever we can make it a safety or a corner or a right tackle or something like that. Whatever. Any one of those guys being 13 million, would get you a good one. And Jimmy Garoppolo, this team's not a playoff team next year. And I think that's who it's going to be. I'm not signing up for that. If I'm, if I'll say it this way, I'm not signing up for that. If I'm Mark Davis, because if I'm Mark Davis, I'm tired of the mediocrity or worse, right? I need a plan. How the hell do we win the Super Bowl? That's what I want to know. And if that plan is let's suck for a season or two and get, get Caleb Williams, Williams. let's suck for a season or two. And we've got to find the franchise quarterback. We've got to find our Mahomes. Like we talked about yesterday, your Mahomes, your Herbert, your Allen, your Burrow. That's what I want to hear. If your plan is, well, let's get Garoppolo. Maybe we can squeak out a nine and eight record and we're a wild card team. And then we need a magical run in the postseason, And then maybe we can get to the Super Bowl and win it. That's not happening. Right. So I don't think the Raiders should do that. I think it would be dumb if they go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, if Garoppolo's like, oh, I'll play for $7 million, all right, take him, and that's that's great. Now you can potentially build an actual good team around him because now you got $30 million to spend that you wouldn't have had. But I actually think there might be a bidding war on Garoppolo. Oh, I don't think they're the only ones who are going to go after him. I don't think they're the – I don't think – I think there'll be a bidding war on Carr. Yeah, like the Jets are a team, the Colts are a team, the Commanders are a team. Like there's four or five teams that are probably going to be looking out there and yeah. saying – we're a quarterback away from... And Derek Carr will be in that conversation. Yeah, and like Carr will end up somewhere, and then yeah. three or five... I think there'll be three or five... So Garoppolo might actually get paid quite a bit this offseason. Like, he's going to make more than seven, and he might make Is more there a bidding than war for Brady? 25. Doesn't Brady kind of pick where he goes, and then you just have to pay him what he wants? More or less. Yeah. Even at 46. It's like a weird gonna scenario. going to be 46. Where he'd be like, tell the Raiders, I'm coming there, you're paying me... 40 million or maybe he'd be like you're paying me 5 million and build a damn team he has around his, he has his agent Dana White take care of it yeah. <laughs> coming up next Cassie Soto joins the show Emmy winner Cassie Soto joins Grainy and Bischoff on the press box she she doesn't consistently answer our call not today because she isn't answering our call um, today is Cassie Soto's birthday which is why I believe she is uh, blowing us off. Yes, not answering our calls, which ju- I will say justified on her part. I am not talking to you guys on my birthday either. Um, so ju- completely justified. You don't even want to be in the same country as us. For I your don't. Birthday. I was in Mexico for my birthday this last year. Got to figure out. Oh, you know, yeah. It's interesting because her mom, Bronco Babe, liked the tweet saying she was going to be on. So mom obviously thinks she's going to be on as uh, well. Her mom's too. Bronco in right Babe, now. you listening? Her mom tuned in, didn't hear, and was calling Cassie at the moment saying, you better call those God, morons. Blowing us off. Yeah, it's great. Um, so, no Cassie Soto, which means I've got two things to talk to you guys about. First off, Alan Lazard 
Packers wide receiver, Christmas Day has a block against the Dolphins in which he takes out three Dolphins defensive players, right? Phenomenal job by Alan Lazard. And then he celebrates his block by pointing at him and counting one, two, three, because he took out three Dolphins players with one block. The NFL has fined Alan Lazard for taunting on that play. $10,000 fine for counting how many people he knocked on the ground. Brutal from the NFL. It's probably my favorite celebration of the year, and he's been fined for it. And that's not even taunting. It's just counting. I don't. Right, I'm watching it. I don't understand how. Two. Three. <laughs> sister, one. Two. Three. It's a great celebration. I yeah, he's been fined. I don't understand how that's a fine, and yet all these celebrations we get after touchdowns are they're just it, fine. because it's taunting because they're yeah. saying he is taunting the opponent. And, you can and celebrate they don't taunt in celebrations. No, no they, they, if you taunt the opponent, yes. But if you just celebrate for yourself, right. If you just dance with your teammates or have a choreographed you're just celebrating your touchdown, isn't a celebration just taunting in sports. I would agree. I, I would agree with you. Yes. But they view it as, are you because you're not looking, looking at, at are you looking at the people? The are you looking at who you're talking? That is a good point. If Alan Lazard had like turned to his sideline and counted one, two, three, they probably don't right. find him. What Instead if of he covers his eyes? And counts? <laughs> <laughs> he probably should. He should have. Uh, I think it's my favorite celebration of the year. And I'm now very disappointed that it got, what they find him. Does it say $10,609? Those $9 really make it up. Wow. Uh, So brutal for Alan Lazard. Also, here's here's some fun tweets. So the Baltimore Orioles just hired a new SVP. His name is Cal Perry. I got to read you some tweets that somebody dug up and sent screenshots of from 2010. So Cal Perry, again, new SVP of the Orioles, tweeted, Peter Angelos, who's the Orioles owner, I loathe you. Retire, sell, you suck. The Orioles are one in 10. Week two, one in 10. You stole my childhood too. Give Baltimore a team. He also tweeted, Dear Major League Baseball, on behalf of Baltimore, I would like to trade Peter Angelos for a case of beer and a player to be named later. He also tweeted, Even all the way from Baru, I can smell the losing stench emanating off Peter Angelos. The stench of a stolen childhood. And he tweeted, we could be looking at the worst team in Orioles history. A national disgrace. Lower your head, citizens of Baltimore. Thanks, Angelos. Kid's a great writer. And now he's employed by that family. (laughs) He's a great writer. (laughs) He is a good writer. Yeah. Those are 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 good tweets. Those are really good tweets. (laughs) What's he doing now, you said? He's now an SVP with the Orioles. Wow. It's great. Hey, good work if you can get it after ripping people that much. I'm on board. Those are 12 year old tweets, by the way. Those are from 2010 when he was just ripping the owners of the Orioles. Can't put anything in writing and not expect people to find it. No, God, that's tell great. my kids that. Don't put anything in writing. Oh, you want to rip people because it'll be found out. What What do your kids put in writing? Well, you know, I mean, if you get mad at someone or something, it's always like that's the rule. You know, if you put it in writing, someone's gonna find out. What do they send? An angry text. Uh yeah, I mean I, I they probably don't do anything. It's just you know it's just the advice right. I give them. Right. It's, it's parental I'm advice. Wondering. I'm just wondering. I mean no, I don't think they've done anything. I don't know. 
You got to be. All they do those, is ask me for money. So what do I know? Those Snapchats and TikTok accounts they got. Yeah, they have all that. It hasn't Snapchat gone by the way of the side of the road. Does, uh, does anyone ever do that anymore? I for, think it's kind of making a comeback. For people really? like we're all thirty and older. For people that, thirty and older, I think it's kind of died off. For people in their teens and twenties, they're I, just now discovering it. No, I think they're just used. To, they still use it quite a bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually I was covering an event uh, last season, and I actually overheard like two. I don't know if they were middle schoolers or if they were probably freshmen, but they were talking about like it was two boys talking about a girl that they met at the snack bar, and. <laughs> And one of them asked if, uh, hang on. One of them asked if the other got the girl's number, and he's like, "No, but I got her Snapchat." I was like, "Okay, okay. that's what you do now." That's that's Get one way to go about it. Get the snap. I okay. There's multiple reasons to go Snapchat route that uh, I won't bring up on the show, but I'm also guessing. Like if someone asks for your number and you give them your Snapchat instead, it's easier to ignore the Snapchat than it is if they're actually calling the you text or message. texting. Texting, I mean, they're you. definitely not calling, but yeah, the texting. text message. It's also kind of strange though because uh, doesn't Snapchat have a map on it if you turn on your location? Yeah, you can see. I think you can pick who to share it with. Danny is dying over here, coughing everywhere. Thank you for not coughing into throat. the mouth, uh, into the mic, but you are. We yeah, don't hear, do that. We could, we could hear the cough coming up into your uh, mouth as you were trying to get that last sentence out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can see locations. I think you get to pick who that's shared with. But oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I think, thought it was like a turn it on, turn it off type of deal. It might be. I don't know. I'm also older that I haven't used Snapchat in a very long time. I haven't fallen down the road of TikTok yet. It's impressive. Me neither, Ed. Really? I was I was told when I was in journalism school get every single social media. I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't. I used to have Facebook. I don't have that anymore. You don't. don't you don't need social media. You don't need TikTok to be in media. You need TikTok to entertain yourself and burn four hours of your day. What uh, must What must your screen time be on a week? That's not that bad. No, but that's that what bad. YouTube videos are for. I go down rabbit holes on YouTube videos. All right. See, that is both. Remember old when Tyler taught me how to do young. this? Yeah. Did yeah. you forget how to do it? Of course. Yeah, you did. Yeah, um, of course. YouTube videos are either. You're 50 and older or under YouTube the age? YouTube videos? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're either 50 and older or you're, like, under the age of 20. Well, because I watch, like... Uh, on your phone? Yeah. Or anywhere, but okay. yeah. Like, I'll, I'll watch, um, like, crepe-making videos. Did you say crepe or crates? Crepe. The food? The food. Yeah, really? like, the really, really thin pancakes. Shouldn't that be your, uh, shouldn't that be your daughter? No. Her, Isn't she a baker? Her, well, yeah, she bakes, but she gets a lot of her ideas from TikTok. Really? Yeah. I just watch crepe videos and I watch um like shoe shine videos and sometimes shoe I used shine. To, yeah. Well you're not shining your tennis shoes. No. I uh <laughs> I've never actually had a shoe shine and I've always wanted to, but those videos are so interesting. So you watch crepe videos and yeah. shoe people shine shining videos? their shoes? And also well, the people going to get their shoes shine, but yeah. And, <laughs> and then I and also watch like um like Barbers doing straight razor shaves. Danny, Danny, and just, it's crazy. Cause... Just get a TikTok. No, I don't want that. They're, first off, I'm sure those videos are on TikTok. Thankfully, I haven't seen crepe videos on TikTok, but I'm sure they're there. Uh, Ed, to let you know, yesterday I spent two hours and seventeen minutes on TikTok. Okay, how do I find this? Uh, your settings. Okay, got settings. And then ju- it should just be on the first page in settings. It should say screen time. Got that. Yeah, and then click on it, and then 
where it says daily average, how many hours does it say? I can't say that's embarrassing. All right, but you can you can you can click see all activity okay, but, and then it'll show you for the week yeah, every it should, day. It should have a breakdown of different apps that you right. use. When you click see all activity, it'll tell you what you Okay, so, but this means obviously I keep my screen on. Right, you're insane. Never, we because, we talked about okay, this. Your, because your there's phone no just chance I've looked at my phone for this long. What is it? 14 hours? No, just today 3:48. But that's because I think at 5:30 I switched it to never. <laughs> which means it never goes off, right? Because I barely have looked at the phone. Right. All so, right. Yeah, it's all right. so I shouldn't phone. feel horrible but when, when you I click see, see all numbers. activity. What does it say your most used app is? Um, texting. Okay. And then Twitter. Okay. So do you leave your phone open to your messages? I don't know what that. I, I have I have my my right there. You just have it on your home page. I just have it on my home page. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see. I got a message during the World Cup. I think it was right after the group stage had ended because I uh, I got Peacock so I could watch the World Cup. And I got a message one day from the settings on my phone saying, you used your phone four hours more than you normally do. I was like, oh, that's a lot. You're watching yeah, the World Cup. The game was three hours long. Yeah, but yeah. just watching it on a little phone. I don't like the this thing where you're up 27% this week. Did you not have a TV? Where were you? Uh, just out and about. It was like 8 in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday. No, every day. Group stage. Oh, this was not just the World Cup final. Yeah, this, this wasn't was the World Cup general. final. Okay, gotcha. I was like, what the hell were you doing on Sunday at 7 a.m. that you were watching it on your phone and not your TV? No, I didn't even watch the first half. I slept through it. I watched the second half, though. That was a good half. All Uh, right. We got tickets to give away to go see the Golden Knights. They take on the Florida Panthers later this month, and we got a pair of tickets for you. 702-364-1100. That is the phone number. If you want to go see the Golden Knights take on the Panthers, call in now, 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number 8, 702-364-1100. You're winning a pair of tickets to go see the Golden Knights. I'll tell you what. You're... Your uh, laugh sounds like a broken old Remington typewriter. You know what I mean, Adam? <laughs> One of those? Yes. He relies too much on analytics. And I think he has to tone that down. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. What's a Remington typewriter sound right? Sound like? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lay off the analytics, man. Now, I think that's what it's. It's an old, an old time typewriter, right? I would assume where so. It's just a the, bunch of clicks. This one's click, 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 where you just pound it on the keys. Your laugh sounds like clicks. Apparently. Here's the problem I don't even have a very vocal laugh. That's true. You laugh, but not out loud. Right. I do not have a very vocal laugh. I honestly think when I, when I laugh on the radio, I'm probably making myself be vocal because it's radio and you can't really just have a silent gasping air right, being right. run out laugh. So I don't even know what my laugh sounds like, but apparently it sounds like a Remington typewriter. I'll pull it from the show today and I will send it to you. I pull uh pull a Remington typewriter. Right. Pull me laughing and if you if there's audio on your damn YouTube videos, I'm sure there is. You're watching crepes. Oh yeah. Uh find a Remington typewriter and mm-hmm. We'll Absolutely. Compare the two. After you stop watching Shoe Shines, <laughs> just hey, those are those are great those are great movies. And uh, they're short. It's not like I'm watching hour long ones. They're like 
10, 12 minutes. That is a long video. I get a TikTok that's longer than 30 seconds, and I'm like, Jesus, can we wrap this up? Yeah, but those are TikToks. They're usually about nothing. Yeah, but they're funny. Be funny in 15 seconds or I'm moving on. Well, crepes and shoe shines aren't something to laugh about. No, obviously. Now, how have you done with crepes? Have you made good ones? I have never actually made crepes. Oh, my. Wait. What are you doing? Why are you watching the videos then? Because they interest me. Hold on, hold on. You've uh, yes, never I've made had crepes. crepes. You've never made them. Correct. And you've never had your shoes shined. Correct. But this is all you but watch this on is YouTube? what you watch. Correct. What is wrong with you? <laughs> hey, at least I've had a straight razor shave when I watch So ra- one of shaving the three videos. things you watch. Yeah, but done. I don't need to make crepes. I eat crepes. I don't need to make them. So why, why do you, you need to see how they're made? Because they're interesting. Watch a crepe making video. I will not be doing that. And I will oh, not be well. doing my shoe shines because I have my tennis shoes. And I have not lost them. I have like 10 pairs of tennis shoes. So if I lose a pair, I go in the closet and grab another one. Might not Sometimes even know they... you lost it because you got so <laughs> exactly. many of them. Sometimes there are videos of tennis shoes on these shoe shine videos, and they're just, they're not shoe shining them, obviously, but like suede. They're like cleaning them up, making them nice. <laughs> I don't get it at all. I don't know if we need to stop letting Danny talk or let Danny no, talk I think, more often. No, I think Danny should run the show. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, yesterday when I was talking to JR about my koozie collection, he seemed pretty interested. The koozie collection is not that weird because they're relatively small and cheap, and it's not like you're taking, I assume, you're not taking up a whole room in your house for your koozie No, collection. just a drawer in my nightstand. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, li- it's a little strange to how many koozies do you have. A ballpark number, probably 40 to 50. Okay. You have 40 like, to 50, but one pair of tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> like I, listen, the koozie thing's a little strange, but it's not that weird to have 40 to 50 koozies. I need, I need koozies for different events. I have a Halloween one. I have a Thanksgiving. I have Christmas. I have football ones. I have a whole but bunch. You, but you don't need more than one pair of tennis shoes. Correct. Which Be- haven't been found yet. Correct. God forbid the Halloween koozie get used on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's, no, I would never, you don't mix holidays like that. Oh, no wrong with you make that laugh audible tyler come on <laughs> you got problems danny okay somebody else that has problems according to twitter right now the duke's mayo bowl is happening maryland carolina state yeah it's happening right now i don't know why we're on the air when we could be airing the mayo bowl <laughs> massive failure on our part um but winning coach of the mayo bowl gets a mayo bath right instead yes. of a gatorade bath yes. you get a mayo, mayo bath. bath sounds disgusting but apparently one of the players for North Carolina State, um, Nicole Auerbach tweeted this out. Bryson Spays says that he eats mayonnaise on spaghetti. Oh, that's not good. That's, that's not absolutely good. horrendous. That's horrendous. That's not good. And I eat mayo, <laughs> but not on spaghetti. I like mayo, spaghetti. but that is I like mayonnaise, oh. but not, not on spaghetti. That's I love spaghetti. That's, yeah, uh, that's somebody, not good. Somebody needs to teach him how to eat. That's not good. Teach him how to eat. <laughs> He's uh that sounds gross. I uh am curious when he says spaghetti, does he mean it actually has the sauce or is he just eating plain noodles with mayonnaise? He's using mayonnaise with sauce, that would be awful. Because what what might just be doing the noodles and putting mayonnaise on the noodles. That's like kind you, of what I'm like thinking. Like you put ranch on things other than salads. 
He might be putting mayonnaise on the noodles. That's what I'm thinking. Because yeah. there were times when I was, because I was a picky eater growing up, where I would just eat buttered noodles instead of yes. noodles with spaghetti yes. sauce. Buttered noodles is one thing. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise noodles. noodles I, I, agree. Totally I agree. Yeah, exactly. I agree. But I can understand how you could make, like, if when I was eight, I could see the leap from, well, buttered noodles, mayonnaise is good. I'm going to have mayonnaise up noodles. But if he's putting the mayonnaise, like, on top of the spaghetti sauce. And by the way, this guy's not eight. No, he's not. <laughs> he's a college, he's football, a college player. football player. And is it just noodles or is there meat in there too? Well, meat and mayonnaise. Might make it better. Yeah, I mean, at least it, you can you put mayonnaise on sandwiches and stuff with meat. Yeah, that's true. Meat, uh, like cut. if I would have had JR's yeah. prime rib, a slice, like for a sandwich the next day. You would put mayonnaise sure. on the bread? Maybe some ketchup as well. Oh man, what what are we doing? <laughs> that might be too much. One or the other. Pick one or the other. Like I understand needing to like keep it from being so dry, but then not I'll pick both. ketchup. Ketchup and mayonnaise on your <laughs> prime rib sandwich. Come on, Ed. You're better than that. Sounds gross.